Before we get started, before we get started, this show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kind of like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is Clixinit. This is Clixinit. So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now, your gaming superheroes, Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Hello, everybody out there in Clicksland, and welcome to another episode here on Clicksing It. I, like always, am your host, Adam. This is episode 177. Uh, we got quite a bit to talk about on today's podcast. We had the Scott Porter figure released on WizKids' website. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. We also had the Oxit auction for the Huntington's charity event. We also had the whole Huntington's charity event happen. Uh, but exciting news, we do have two new team members that have just joined us uh in fact i think we brought them onto the team about a week ago first one i'm going to introduce is mork bird he is all the way from the land down under australia Mar- mork welcome to the team thank you very much adam thanks guys um yeah i'm from the land down under i'm sure there's going to be many australian puns as this podcast continues with me being involved in it I have a um, goal for about 15 on my checklist, so we'll see if I can mark one of those <laughs> off. We'll see if I can pick them all, too. Um, some <laughs> of them, uh, with the Aussie colloquialisms, are, are really American-based, and we don't know of them. So, shrimp on the Barbie is not Australian at all, as an example. So, Dumb and Dumber lied, is what you're telling me. They, I, I, they did. Oh. As, as if that's the only truth to be revealed in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been playing, maybe what set got you into the game, if you're a competitive or oh, a yeah. casual player. Absolutely. Um, I, I actually got into Heroclix a long time ago, um, and I've only recently returned, but I, I got into Heroclix because of the indie clicks that came out in the early 2000s. Um, I'm a comic book reader of, of a lot of non-DC and non-Marvel stuff, so I, I got hooked into indie really hard way back when. Um, probably around when Batman Alpha came out. Um, I left the game, played lots of other competitive games since, um, but recently came back. I got a bonus from work last year, and I didn't know what to spend it on. I'd been eyeing off Hero Clicks, and it was AFFE. Is uh, so Avengers Fantastic Four Empire is when I actually came back to the game in February last year. Uh, so I had no clicks left. I was starting from scratch. Um, Pretty excitingly, I didn't know how good it was at the time, but my first booster of AFFE had uh, Ultra, uh, Ultron Pym, uh, so I pulled a Prime in my first pack, and the rest is history. I've, I'm looking at hundreds of clicks to the left of me at my work desk, and uh, play casual and competitive. Uh, I run a rather large work league at the moment. Um, we have probably more active players at my workplace than we do in the country, as far as competitive events are. Our largest event was 18 people. Um, for a tournament at work. Um, but yeah, our nationals here last year had 14 people as an example. So love competitive, love casual, love theme. I miss it dearly. I'm really looking forward to getting a Scott Porter fig just so I can uh, get theme team prob kind of back. Um, but yeah, just I love building. I love playing hard. Um, I just I just won a tournament yesterday. I won season four with a mission point team. Uh, but I had to play it not as mission points for the grand finals just to win against uh, 50-50 shape change. Well, that's, that's pretty uh, cool that you can keep all your hero clicks at work and just kind of play whenever you feel like it. Oh, yeah. Every lunchtime there's clicks going. Like, there is always games going, multi-battles, uh, you know, 1v1, modern, golden, everything. So we have our own format we've made for drafting as well. So you said you got out of clicks. What set did you get out of clicks, or what was the most recent set at that time? It was just indie. So, so I had pretty much the whole set of indie. I bought a little bit of Batman Alpha, um, but it was just in with indie and out with indie. So I, I played it as just that kind of microcosm. Gotcha. So you were very familiar with stealth and blades, is what you're telling me, because that's oh, all yeah. that set was. 
Yeah, I'm still a big fan of Blades. It's actually our team name here for the team I'm captain for is Team Blades Claws Fangs. So big fan of Blades. I love I love rolling dice and I love the risk of hitting high or hitting low. Love it. Uh, and then our other teammate isn't as tropical. I guess you could say that he's for just from here in the boring states. But that is Nick Blue. Hey, Nick, how's it going? It's going well. How are you guys? Uh, so Nick actually went to the hero click for Huntington's this week and he actually has to go in a little bit. So I'm going to, we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to have him talk a little bit about the trip. Now, did you go Thursday through Sunday? Uh, I went Friday through Sunday, Friday. So you weren't there for the Tracy Memorial. Um, I was not. Okay. I wish I was, it seemed like fun, but you couldn't make it that quite early. Yeah. But before we talk about that, tell us a little bit about yourself when you started playing, competitive or casual, things uh, like that. Um, so I think Miles can actually touch on this. We started playing together uh, years and years ago. But I believe the first set we played that was recent, uh, Miles was an explosion. Clobber and Time just came out. I want to say we, it was in between Clobber and Time and Explosion when we when I got you into it, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. So it's been quite a while. Um, we stopped playing again. I think my last set was Secret Invasion, which was like, yeah, what, was 08 or 09, probably? And then I started playing again maybe eight months ago? That sounds about right. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty accurate. All right. Uh, and then I didn't hear it. Did you say you're more competitive or more casual? Um, I prefer competitive. Um I like winning, and I don't like losing, so it's uh, love-hate, but, um, I mean, casual is great, like uh touched on before. I think theme is a lot of fun, and tabletop, you know, kitchen table games are just as much fun, but ideally, I'd play competitive if I was able to consistently. Fair enough. All right, so let's, before we get into the charity event, let's talk a little bit quick about the Scott Porter debacle that happened, not him himself, but the Scott Porter figure debacle that happened. Uh, so as, as much, or as many of you know, I believe that the Scott Porter figure went on sale last week, Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yep. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and Wizkiz didn't really announce that it was what time it was going on. We knew the date. We just didn't know the time. Uh, and I happen to be on my lunch. I'm throwing through Facebook and I see dial H say, you know, the Scott Porter figure is up and I believe it went up at 11 AM, uh, central standard time. Uh, and I went and got my Scott Porter and so did many other people. And by 1145, it had been sold out because they had only made a thousand of them. And those, now this is the black shirt one. And a lot no, of, they, they stopped, they stopped when there was only 200 left. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. so 800 were sold at that time. 800 were sold in 45 minutes, yeah. So the problem with that is a lot of people bought multiples. Um, I don't know how many multiples, but uh, 45 minutes went by. Luckily, a lot of uh, our teammates got some. Nick, did you get one? I did not. I actually missed the notification. Okay. Uh, I had, once I seen it, I think it was maybe an hour, hour and a half old. Gotcha. And I gotcha. was well beyond that limit unfortunately okay i love okay. one but i didn't grab one gotcha so um a lot of people did not get a scott porter because a lot of people bought a lot i don't know the exact numbers but obviously you know there's people out there that like to buy multiple things and sell them high in the market so that is unfortunate a lot of threads and posts happen on facebook about how disappointed people were with whiskers and yada 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 Ultimately, you know, I'm not the biggest WizKids fan, but I don't think that this was their fault. Yes, they could have made more, but they didn't know how many they were going to sell. Um, ultimately, it comes down to people that bought more than they needed that are going to try to probably sell these on secondary market. Luckily, the community has kind of come together and said, I forgot which uh, Facebook page it was, but it says if anyone will, if anyone attempts to sell a Scott Porter figure for X amount of dollars, you will be banned, yada, yada, because they don't want that uh, toxicity to be in the uh, community, which I like. So hopefully people out there that want that Scott Porter figure can still get those. I'm assuming they're going to do another run. I just don't know when. 
Uh, like Miles said, they did stop at 800 because they wanted to do another sale at 9 o'clock Standard Central Time for the last 200 for more of the international players, but apparently that sold out even faster than the 800. I think it was like 5 or 10 and minutes. And that one was it was 3 minutes. And, three uh, minutes. Yeah. That was actually set to a limit of 2 per person. Okay. Because I, went to, I yeah. went to buy uh, 3, and it says uh, too many, so then I changed it to 2. Right. I was I was twenty minutes late for that second run here in Australia. That first run was three o'clock in the morning. I'm oh, I try not to yeah. be awake at three o'clock in the morning for a WizKids notice on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I I yeah. completely have missed figure. Uh, yeah. And I am that secondary market that will be buying it hopefully at not at a nosebleed cost. Yeah. Um. So. Could it have done differently? Of course. Everything can always be done differently. I don't know if they just had a thousand of them made or if that's what they were projecting so that's how many they wanted to sell i'm guessing they're going to sell more eventually at some time i can't imagine just a thousand of those figures being out there because every single cent that was earned for that goes to charity and that's the most important thing is remember all this is going to charity so if they had a thousand of them they're 20 bucks a pop that's 20 grand right there for the huntington's uh charity and that's the most important thing a lot of people so, are forgetting. When Porter was on the podcast, uh, he actually said that they did only make a thousand, and they cut the Huntington's um, check for that amount. So Huntington's already got their money before they even started selling it. Yes, I remember him yeah, saying that. So. so hopefully, there's a second run. It'd be really It'd be nice, nice. Um, because they do have the the what's it called the mold, I guess, for it. So they could actually make more. And I don't think they'd have any trouble selling those as well. Not at all. Um, but just want to throw that out there. Like I said, I don't think it's WizKid's fault. I think they really tried. I don't think they expected that many to go. Maybe they should have done two per um, order, something like that, just to limit people. Plus, I know, you know, 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time is kind of an odd time because a lot of people are working. Uh, and all the people could get to their phone or the computer to order that stuff if you're a lucky one. I didn't even know it was going to go up for sale. I just happened to be on Facebook and saw Dial H make an announcement. That's how I found out. But um, hopefully they uh, come up with more. Uh, but let's talk about Friday. Actually, before we before we get that for next, let's talk a little bit about the Ox at Auction. Another little debacle that happened was on Friday at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time is when the auction for the charity event was also going to be closing. Uh, apparently, it was crashing at around 8.50 because so many people were logging on trying to get their final bids in. Uh, I was actually in the theater watching the new Guardians of the Galaxy and just happened to be on my phone just to see if I won anything. And the same thing happened to me. I checked at like 8.58 and the thing crashed on me and logged me out and everything. And I couldn't even see if I won anything until 9.03. So I know a lot of people lost out on bids because the thing crashed or signed them out. Uh, and because of that, I think that um, the charity lost a lot of money too because people couldn't, you know, there's always those bidding wars that happen afterwards. I know last year there was one going on for like a half hour or something like that after the event because how Oxit works is that if there is a, so there's no, there's no sniping. So like if you get the high bid in and the time runs out, the time doesn't run out. It adds a minute to the clock to see if anybody else wants to bid. And if someone bids, it adds another minute, and it keeps going until no more bids happen. So there is really no sniping in Oxit, which I like. But when it goes down like that, there's no way to bet on that. So a lot of people didn't get their last bets in. So that was unfortunate. I know Scott seemed pretty disappointed uh, on the live stream when I watched that. But unfortunately, it's technology. It sucks sometimes. Uh, but hopefully... Everybody got what they wanted. I know our own Ryan Redman wanted to get a couple more things. He got three things. I'm not sure what, but um, I know he wanted to get a lot more. I think he was actually bidding on the uh, Avengers 60th brick that Scott Porter pulled for his video. So not the smoothest of weeks <laughs> for HeroClix, but in the end, in I think Scott Crampton said that the charity... That weekend raised seventy thousand. Does that sound right? I think it was low seventies. Yeah, like yeah. seventy four or something. Yeah. I think it was the total was. Yeah, which is amazing. That's the highest. Yeah, it was ever, impressive. 
I think that they, they said that's higher than the last two years combined. It is, yeah. Yeah, so that's absolutely yeah. amazing that they were able to um, raise that much uh, in the entire week. I know Scott was hoping for like 60000 I think he said, when he's on our podcast. I wanted to get up to six digits, but I knew that was going to be pretty hard to do. Maybe would it would have got there if Oxit would have crashed. But uh, still, make 74000 like Nick said, that's an amazing accomplishment for mm-hmm. the community event uh, or the community to come together for a charity like that. And I know Scott Porter really appreciates that. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about that weekend. Like I said, I'm from the outside looking in. So, Nick, let's tell us. First of it, it was at Lucky Dice Cafe. Um, is that place as cool as people say? It is. It is. It's a it's a fun environment. Uh, Howard Brock and his guys put on quite a show with uh, the work they put in. So, I mean, I hadn't been until a few months back. Um, I think I went in for Slop Month 2 for uh, Exoswords. And I was surprised at how large and how just like well functioning they make that store. And it's rather impressive for somebody who's growing up in comic book shops that are usually underwhelming. So yeah. I, I think I heard there was like fifth, between 50 and 60 people show up. Was there like enough elbow room in that store for that many people? Uh, there was, uh, depending on how your placement was, like if you're running a certain map, if you're going, full-size maps, a full-size map, you might, you know, your maps are overlapping half an inch or something on the tables, but beyond that, it was, like, most of my games, I had room for all my stuff, elbow room, a drink, whatever, and that was, uh, comfortable, so that was nice, to be honest. And are their sandwiches as good as Scott Porter says they are? Uh, they're fantastic. Um, I don't know any of the people they have working, uh, whether it's, like, their counter staff or their kitchen crew. But, uh, I mean, for a game store, it is next level. Um, yeah, so it's always it's always great, which is also nice, because Alabama has very few things that are open on weekends, um, unfortunately. So there's not many options on a Sunday morning. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it's done pretty well. Awesome. All right, um, so talk about the event that happened on Friday. I believe Friday was Scott Porter versus the World. It was, it was, it was a, it was an interesting start. Uh, we didn't have the delivery show up until I think it was like three thirty in the afternoon is what I want to say it was. Um, so I know initially it was supposed to be one booster of the new set, one booster of Spider-Man beyond amazing. Um, there wasn't any product come, you know, noon, come one o'clock, come two o'clock. They were told they're waiting on a FedEx truck of some sort. And then I know at one point, uh, Scott Porter had gotten on the phone or however it worked with WizKids. And then WizKids had told him to go ahead and run double Spider-Man boosters for everyone for the draft. So everyone was kind of bummed. Um, We were thinking we weren't going to get anything, you know, new, which is what everyone was there Friday for. And then as the boosters were handed out, uh, WizKids rather, uh, the FedEx truck had shown up. So everyone had to hand back one booster. but We all got our 60th, which was great. Um, made for a late night. They ended up cutting it off. I believe they hit top 16. Um, my team had just missed by like two. Uh, so we, we ended up leaving early, but I believe they ended up finishing it the next night as well. So it was kind of, kind of hit or miss on, uh, the success, I think of like timing, but it was, it was a fun day. Just a very, very long day. A lot of waiting. So you didn't even start till like what? Four o'clock you said? Yeah. Um, the one thing that was great, though, was once we knew that we were waiting on the boosters, they were supposed to be there hours before they showed up. Uh, WizKids went ahead and approved just to give everyone a free Spider-Man booster just to go ahead and do Battle Royales on them. So that was kind of cool. Uh, they kind of alleviated some of the uh, anxiousness, I guess, of everyone sitting around and waiting. And then how did your pulls go and how did your day go for that event? Um, it, they went pretty well. Uh, my polls, so I ended up doing a mulligan. Uh, my polls initially were, I guess, like on paper, pretty bad. Um, I pulled like the new Hulk, things like that. It's like, I could have had a team that was probably pretty fun and I might have done better had I have run that team. Um, but I ended up doing a mulligan, which was great because I ended up pulling the new chase hound. So that made me, you know, 
above happy. Um, but it's a hard set to play. I think there's a lot of cohesion. It seems to be uh, between pieces that you can pull. Uh, so if you're not pulling stuff that works together, it seems to be quite difficult. At least for me, um, I would have probably had better luck playing two Spider-Man boosters. Uh, at least you know competitively, but super fun pieces to play. There's just a lot of work to be put in. So pulling things like the Hound with no actual support was probably a bad call for me to play actually but regardless still fun uh and then how did your how did you finish that day um i don't think i finished that well i think i finished like 25th which wasn't what i was hoping for okay i know i didn't see many teams from that this friday but i know that jay major pulled the carnage surfer from spider-man and the dark phoenix chase from Avengers 60th, which yeah, I mean, yeah, he, what, just, what he had those two ask? on his tray. <laughs> I, like, what can you? What else can you ask for except for those two? I, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, I think pre like round one, everyone just saw him like walk around with his uh, figure tray and just those two pieces like their trophies, and it was yeah, like he he it was he nice won, to see. Like he, we were, he won when he opened his boosters. Oh yeah, yeah, and everyone was like, "Damn, it's that's a." Uh, Hitting the lottery right there. Yeah. Uh, do you That's remember? Do you remember who won the event? Um, who did win? Um, to be honest, I don't. That was such a long weekend. My brain's so frazzled. I feel like. Yeah, I had a really busy yeah. weekend, so I really couldn't keep up too much on yeah. Facebook with who did or who won with everything team and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it might have been some of the. I think it was somebody from Critical Clicks, actually. Was it? It might have. I don't know if it was Lucas or not, but well, I know that Scott, Lucas, and PJ won the teams event on Saturday. They did. Somebody, maybe it was Jay. Actually, no, no, it, it was. I believe it was. I was talking with uh, Jalen, and he had mentioned his dad winning last night. So I actually think it was Jay who won. Okay. Uh, well, if that I could was, be wrong, but I'm pretty <laughs> if, sure it, it. if it was, congratulations, Jay. Um, like I said, sorry I don't have more information, but I had a super busy weekend and I couldn't keep that up too much on Facebook. Uh, but anyways, moving on to Saturday. Saturday was the team event. Whose team were you on? Actually, with some local guys. Um, we have like one of our judges. I guess they're both technically judges. Uh, a guy named Sam and a guy named Les, who are great guys to play with. Um, we ended up, we actually finished 17th, so we just missed top cut which was also unfortunate because surprising for Saturday was the best of the, the weekend. I feel like. And that was silver age. Uh, it was, it was, it was a uh, extreme Highlander 300 point silver age. And you don't have to go over all the teams, but what did you play for silver age? Um, what did I play? Uh, so I ran something I've wanted to run for a minute as well. Um, I ran Sentry with Skybreaker, uh, the Prime, with a Tyrant with the all-black Necro Sword, uh, Venom Magneto, where did I run? Uh, Commissioner, uh, the Empire Common She-Hulk with the Silver Surfer uh, Surfboard. It's a super weird combo, but it's honestly a lot of fun to play, and she hits like a like a truck for such a low amount of points. Yeah, 35 points, I believe she is. Uh, 40, oh, 40 points, so 50 even with the, with the item. Then I ran a Wendigo at 15 points with a Scrappy on the sideline. Um, okay. And um, do you recall what your other teammates ran? Um, yeah, so we ran... I ran my team, obviously. Uh, Les had run... He had the... Legacy APOC, uh, summoning Pogs. He ran that with Kang, the new Kang the Conqueror, um, Miss Kang, and I want to say, was it Immortus? Um, super fun team. Uh, I played against a handful of times locally before we uh, made the trip down there, and frustrating to play against, none the least. Mm-hmm. But uh, he ran that, and then Sam had run a Fantastic Four Swamp. Um, which he did very well. He ended up hedging out and beating a few of uh, like 
rather, rather high-end players. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Critical Clicks. I believe they get to make a bystander for that, for winning that. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, they picked the bystander, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, Critical Clicks picked the bystander. And then what about Sunday? Um, Sunday was fun. That was the best I had done, which I was hoping. Um, I played a team that me and Miles have been working on. I guess we worked on it pretty quick, but it's been like the decided right. team with variations for a few months. Um, yeah, I want to say about so six up, months. It's been a minute, yeah. Um, I love pieces like Gladiator, so that's something I really, really wanted to work on playing. Uh, so I ran Gladiator Prime with Reality Gem. Um, I ran Blackheart with the Incandescence Ring. Um, Death Metal Wonder Woman with Soul Sword. What else did I run? Um, and then it was Aquaman, the... Is he common or is he uncommon, Miles? Uh, the rare with the team-up card. Oh, is it, a, is it a rare? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I basically ran a dolphin team. Um, I won map every game, so I had fantastic pick of map until uh, my final game, which was against Caleb Reddick, and that didn't go quite as well as I hoped for me. Um, but overall, uh, fun. Nobody, nobody knew what I was playing. No one really sort of like, you know, your Daniel Powell's and stuff really knew what the team was meant for. So every game I went in, uh, people didn't really expect to have no ability to compete against it. So it was, all my games were pretty much 300 to zero. Uh, two losses for that day, but they were tough losses. Uh, were you able to make top 16 for that or no? I was, I was. Uh, I think I went in at 11th uh, in the top 16, which was fun. Um, but then, again, yeah, top, my first pairing was against Caleb Reddick, and that was super fun game. Uh, the guy's insanely talented when it comes to hero clicks. Yep. Uh, but that was kind of kind of a massacre. Just uh, did not match well at all. Yeah, I saw him play Isaac For me. Uh, in Florida, and Caleb is a very good, very, very good player. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was impressive. Uh, I learned quite a bit in the. I think we played for maybe like twenty-five minutes at most. It wasn't. It didn't go in my favor at all. But <laughs> getting to watch somebody who thinks like that is interesting and quite a lot of fun, honestly. Uh, but overall, would you recommend people going next year? Oh, absolutely! I had so much fun. Um, I mean. My my selfishness and my fun aside, I mean, fantastic cause. Next year, I assume it'll be you know even more for charity, which is huge. Um, but yeah, overall, just super fun weekend. There's nobody there who isn't there to have a good time. Uh, whether you know people, like I do, very few people going in, and made a, a good handful of friends that uh, I've since leaving have chatted with quite a bit about you know not just hero clicks but also hero clicks. Uh, yeah, overall, just great time. And then just to give kind of people an idea of what they could walk away with, what did you walk away with for prizing for the three days that you went down there? Um, what did I pull? I uh, ended up walking away with, like, Fantastic Thors. Uh, I think I have, like, four of the John Cena alleys, which is, you know, great. <laughs> um, I ended up winning. So I got the 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 map from the Silver Top 16, uh, which was cool. Uh, I think they only, I think that map was only top 16 and like two for, for the Oxid auction. So that one, it's very, very not available, I guess. Um, that was kind of my cool takeaway trophy. Um, I mean, th they hand out Ellie's like they're candy. So that was everyone walked away with something, whether participation or dice maps, uh, Crampton Pogs, Porter Pogs. There's something for everyone. Uh, yeah, I definitely plan on going next year. I just, unfortunately, I had a wedding last weekend, so I couldn't go, but I am going to try to block off my uh, May month um, so I can go next year. It is only a nine-hour drive for me, so it's not too bad, uh, but I am definitely going to try my hardest to go next year. But no, uh, Nick, I know you have to get going. I just wanted to say thank you for coming on the show. Let us talk about the weekend, uh, and we will talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good rest of your episode. 
right, thanks. Yeah. Bye, Nick. Uh, yeah, Bye. Don't work too hard. All right, so <laughs> that was the physical part where you could actually go. Now, Miles actually ran a lot of the BRs along with Brad Royals. Again, Brad does an amazing job. Not that Miles doesn't, but they both do with this stuff. I was able to participate in two of these. I'm also going to give a shout-out, to also, to uh, Jackson and uh, uh, John Dunn. Because yep. they also helped. So it was, yeah, team effort for sure. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention, so thanks for that shout-out. I had planned on playing all day Thursday, so I bought four buy-ins, and my goal was to start playing at 5 o'clock when I got home until I didn't have any things left. Unfortunately, my editing system that I use for my business crashed on me, so I had to end up getting the new version, had to download that. That took about two hours, and then I had to make sure everything was working, so by the time I actually got on to my first BR, it was like 8.30. So... um, I log on at 8.30, I get in a group, I didn't really set it up with anybody, I just went into the waiting room, and I got in with four people, we ended up playing with Spider-Man, and what's funny is that we opened our four boosters, none of us pulled a super rare, our best figure out of the four boosters was Rhino, Uh, Miles was there, so he can, he can, he can can, uh, be a witness, so we (laughs) all decided, or we all decided that We'll do a mulligan because why not? It's virtual and Miles and Brad um, agreed to it. So we did a mulligan. Um, I ended up going first. I pulled Doc Ock. The next guy ended up pulling the Spiders Super Rare. And then the next two guys pulled the Iron Spider Super Rare, the A version. So we go from zero to four Super Rares. My team ended up being Doc Ock, Moon Knight, a police officer, Sandman, the rare and the rare Daredevil. So I had a decent team. Um, but the the move of the night was on turn two. I can't remember the other guy. What he all had? But he had, wait, he had Iron Spider. He had two Matt Murdocks, and he had a Dare. No, he had a Murdock, a Craven the rare daredevil and a Mary Jane, I believe. But anyways, he moved his three outwitters to outwit the other guy's iron Spider-Man and then charged flurry with the iron Spider-Man and rolled crit on both hits and KO'd his Spider-Man on turn two. Uh, but that's all he got. I ended up going against the guy to my right. I, for, I think he had, he had spider. He had a Sandman. He had Gwen, he had miles and I forget what else he had, but I just kept picking them off. Um, and working over his team and ended up winning that event. But it was a very fun one. So I got my first Scott Crampton day one, and I was good. Uh, game didn't end till about 10 o'clock, and then I was waiting for about 45 minutes. Uh, and then I told Brad, I can't wait any longer. I got to go to bed because I got to go to work in the morning. So I was only able to get in one game. And then Friday, I wanted to come home after work and play, but uh, family things happened. Uh, so I ended up not playing. Plus, I had to go to see the Guardians movie on Friday at 8. Uh, great movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, it wraps up the story kind of nice for them. So um, I came home after the movie. Uh, the Battle Royals weren't really going on, so I went to bed. So I'm like, okay, I've got three more games I somehow have to get in. Saturday, I have a wedding all day. I uh, get home at around 10 o'clock. I log in finally get into a game uh so i'm able to get in one game on saturday ended up winning that game as well my pools weren't as good my team was um silver sable john jonah jameson gwen stacy bombastic Bagman, and who the heck was the other one oh black cat black cat was great because he sh- or she shut down everyone's um, prob, but it was only a three person battle Royal. Um, me and the other guy kind of teamed up against the third guy because he pulled the 200 point Spider-Man with the black symbiote. So he kind of had the nuts for that game, but me and the other guy just kind of tag team Spider-Man and outwitted him and based him and everything. And he couldn't do anything about it. Um, but I won that one again on the last action. I'm, I'm uttering my words and then miles comes in and says last action. Um, but I was able to get out the action. Um, I shot his uh, common sport, common Spider-Man, and able to get my second Scott Crampton bystander. 
Um, but then I knew I wasn't going to be able to play on Sunday because I had actual physical clicks to play. So Miles ended up taking over for me. Um, his his first game, my third, he ended up winning. And what was your team again, Miles? It was Bombastic Bagman and a couple other things. Yeah, it was a combo that worked amazing. Um, it was Bombastic Bagman, and then I'm trying to remember the other one was. I'm thinking it was... Uh, Daredevil, the um, rare Daredevil, not the Electra, but the actual, but uh, Matt Murdock rare. Yeah, and that combo just—it was it was ridiculous. I don't remember who my other three figures were; they didn't matter. It was all about Bagman and Daredevil just beating everybody. I think I scored more than double points of all everyone else combined in that game. Um, but yeah, Miles took over for me. He got me my third Scott Crampton. So I'm technically two or I'm two and two, technically three and three. But then in the fourth game, Miles had to screw it up. And it, it, it was a roll off. I, I rolled roll a nine. Off. You know, yeah. so I felt good. And then he rolled a 10. So did you guys just not kill yeah. anything in that game? No, we were both tied 75 to 75. And so lucky because it was last action was called and this guy was uh targeting two people which means that he could have KO'd both of them it was the 75 point um sandman and then or the 60 point um moon knight and the 75 point sandman and luckily was able to hit super senses on sandman Uh. or else he would have would have took it last action so we were able to roll off. Tacked. So it was only a two-person battle royal. It's four of us. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, we we were both tied at seventy-five, and last action was called, and the guy had zero points, but dual targeted Moon Knight and um, Sandman, and the only reason why he didn't get first is because Sandman made super senses, gotcha. or else he would have had sixty more points. Gotcha. So technically, I went third and four because of Miles, but uh, I'm still yeah. I'm still okay with that record. But overall, I had really fun. It was just hard time to do it because I just had things come up. So I ended up walking away with three Scott Porter Pogs and a Spirit of the Game. I think you got me for the last one, or a Porter. Porter. A Porter. Okay. Yeah. Um, Porter. So I got three Scott Cramptons coming in. I'm sure I'll put one of those into the Patreon when I get those. Uh, any other stories you have for the battle Royals miles? I know you were working from, I don't know how long Thursday to how long on sa- uh, Sunday, but I know you were pretty active on the battle Royals. Uh, Friday was very, very disappointing. I know me and Brad were both like, Oh man, this is not good. This is not good. Um, but then it, you know, obviously worst case scenario, but then, you know, we started talking and thinking, you know, uh, Huntsville had three times the amount of people on Friday. They had over 90 people for that sealed. So that took a lot. I think we only had five games on Friday. Um, we didn't get quite the um, amount of games we did as last year. I think that's due to the fact that, you know, there was triple the amount of people at Huntsville. Um, so I really do hope that this keeps going. And it might be smarter to maybe hold the Battle Royals maybe the weekend before. Something like that. I don't know. Um, logistics, like I said, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just throw stuff at the wall, see if maybe it sticks. Because um, that could probably help with attendance for the Battle Royals. So people can do the Battle Royals and then go to Huntsville. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was up until, I want to say, almost 1 o'clock my time um, helping Brad with all the spreadsheets and everything um, Monday morning. They should have a so, land yes. party in Huntsville where you do online Battle Royals at the actual Lucky Dice Cafe. Yeah, that would be interesting. Just get four <laughs> laptops or whatever it is, set them up side by side, and have uh, put it up on the big screen or something like that. I don't know, something different. Probably won't happen, but uh, fun idea. It was, it was a successful weekend. We we raised, I believe it was $1,700. That brought the total to 75000 and that is amazing. Yeah. The, the, this when this community comes together for charity, it really shows you how a big heart of this you know community is. Regardless of the tox- the small amount of toxic players, it just shows you that this community is more than that. So, yeah, I'm well, glad to be part of it. Overall, great weekend. I uh, can't wait for next year. 
Uh, I really hope it'll go next year. But all right, let's get Mork back into this conversation because I feel like he's just a bystander right now hanging out. So, Mork, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, competitive play down in Australia. Now, up here in the States, um, the big figures right now obviously are Saki, Iron Man, Commissioner, Sky Tyrant, Carnage Surfer, Scarlet Witch, which uh, Easton Brock won the... Uh, Sunday event with a Scarlet Witch double. Hang on, I have it here. It was Scarlet Witch. It was double Carnage Surfer. And now this wasn't modern either. This was Silver Age, but let me find his team. Okay, here it is. Um, so he had on his team Scarlet Witch, double Silver Surfer, Chip, Venom Magnino, Carnage, the uh, big one, and Mad Jim Jaspers with a bunch of rings and stuff like that. So um it was pretty much a modern team except for his equipment which he had some rings like the um lightning ring the special ring he had the brainiac chase it could call him from the side um incandescent ring power gem things like that um but what does the meta or competitive scene look like down in australia do you see the same figures being used down there as they are in the states or are there a different scene down there yeah, so like at the top end, definitely a lot of those pieces are there. Um, I haven't played in a store for a little while, but we certainly have access to a lot of those pieces. Uh, last year's Nats, we saw a lot of the Commissioner. We saw uh, Big Scarlet Witch, uh, certainly a lot of Sky Tyrant. Um, I despise that figure. I can't wait till it rotates out. Thank um, so, you. so similar. I <laughs> hate welcome. that figure so much. I am... I, uh, I I lost to um, our Nationals champion, Chris Rizzi, last year um, in two games. So I faced him in top eight. And in the second game, I just rushed for one of his items because he was uh, pinging me uh, from his items on the field. So I could actually go and kill one Sky Tyrant. That was my moral victory. I killed one Sky Tyrant in Nationals. <laughs> um, I, I don't like it. It's all, it's all similar figures, but there's not as many top-edge competitive players that have access to everything. Um so we get we get to see a lot more of the rares and super rares getting played and and people thinking a little more and not looking at the meta over there in the states. Uh, we didn't get uh, organized play for X Men here because uh, even the store that's selling the most product, uh, WizKids, wouldn't support them with that product. Uh, so some things were financially hampered where we do have to go to that secondary market like the Porter figures where we just miss out. Um, there's no cons here. So LEs we have to chase. Or thankfully, I've won a couple through the draws here at uh, at um, your podcast as well. I think my my Spider Hulk I won one from here on Clicksing it through one of the draws. So yep. become a Patreon, guys. There's great stuff on the line. Um, I'm always excited to try and get something. Um, but yeah, um, we just don't have access to everything. So if it's not in a brick, we're unlikely to get access to it. Um, but it's good to see a lot of different things. So I just played, uh, we played Golden Age at work. Uh, in the finals, I was up against a Sinister Six team with Scroll General, um, which was helping him give uh, shape change bonuses. So it's 50-50 shape change. And it was really hard to hit his team all game. And, and yeah, one out, 100 points to 65. I was playing Mission Points, so playing Kingpin at 90, Immortus, and playing Darkseid as well. Um with uh, shock gauntlets on, uh, shock gauntlets on Immortus. Uh, Kingpin has Warlock and Billy Clubs on Dark Side, so I get a second target. Uh, Peacemaker on my side, one and a few tarot cards. Um, but yeah, there's a yeah, it's a it's a good meta. We've just got a very hungry workplace. Uh, lots of lots of our players here at my workplace, thanks to my own corruption since last year in February. It's kind of grown from people seeing us at the kitchen table in the office at lunchtime is going, what are you doing? What are you playing? Oh, I know those characters from XDC movie or Y MCU movie. And um, that really draws them in to see it being played. So, you know, kind of dumb down the rules a bit, play without abilities for a few games and then ramp up into this is what these figures really do. And hook, line and sinker, there they are. So, Who is... Um... Um, Who's your ringer down in Australia? Like, who's your big name hero clicks guy that seems to win everything? So, like, up here we have uh, Scott Crampton, PJ Bolin, Daniel Powell, uh, Caleb Reddick, Easton Brock. Uh, who's who's your big guys or your um, the guys that always seem to win everything down there? Yeah, so um, 
in public. I mean, Chris Rizzi uh, was our national champion last year. Uh, he's got access to borrow a lot of figures, as we all do. Um, so people like to share around. Um, he's. I look forward to seeing him at nationals this year because I'm very, I'm very excited that this is the year I'll do my best. Thanks to my pools. Um, I'd say uh, Bobby Creesman as well. So the two of them really have helped support the Aussie community and keep it alive here. And welcome to myself and other players in. They were always happy to answer rules questions. Um, a few of us in, in my team, I'd like to think are up there as well. Myself, Maxwell Meets, uh, Dylan Duncan Rapsy. Uh, we all came uh, 7th, 8th and ninth in Nationals last year. So two of us made top cut. Um, and I'd say this year we should do better because we, we went in with not even six months experience in the new game uh, into Nationals and still fared really well and had two make top eight. So um, I played some weird team of uh, Scarlet Witch, Venom Wolverine and a few other figures uh, doing Avengers theme uh, last year. I think I had a Wolverine. I forget which one. Um, but somehow top eight with that. So this year I, I was playing Corvus as well, Corvus Rookshire as well, um, just because I love Blades and he can jump around a bit. But uh, yeah, this year will be different. So, <laughs> so how does um, Australia work with uh, set release dates? So like when a set comes out here on a certain date, like I believe Avengers 60th, the release date is the 7th of June. Because uh, yeah. we have our pre-releases coming up here, will is the set release date for you guys the same thing, or is it like a month later? Or talk a little bit about that. It's it's the same, but it's based on our distributors here receiving the stock on time and WizKid sending it to us. So um, SMBA, as an example, uh, SMBA, our our store had it, our local store had it. Um, on street release date, which shocked us. We weren't expecting to match date, and we got to get our stock from there immediately. Um, but the stuff that we'd ordered from WizKids uh, arrived two months later. I'm still waiting for a brick out of part of an order as well. So I, we've kind of decided we're going to order local, support our local brick and mortar, and not go to WizKids, and um, also get our stock on time, which is great. Um, but previously, we've had late stock. So um, I think X of Swords was two months late. And we were coming into nationals um, in August last year where we had to decide in the final week that we weren't going to allow X of Swords to be used in the tournament because it wasn't fair on the majority of our player base to not have access to it leading up to it. Some people had it already. Others were waiting on stock to arrive to the very store we were playing in. So um, it's hit and miss, but it seems to be getting better. Um, I'm personally excited about WizKid's recent announcement that they've taken on two more distributors that came out yesterday or the day before um so i think a lot of the issues are distributor it's not whiz kids a lot of my contact is about all oh, the warehouse is doing this and the warehouse is doing that so to hear two more distributors i think globally will be better off um not just here in australia i think uk gets it a bit slow as well um but hopefully it's good for everyone no more of these huntington's outcomes where fedex is turning up on the day we had the same thing with our nationals prize pool last year we had all of our LEs for prizes, including like our, our factory sets turn up on the day from the from the, the courier to go, here's your prizes for your tournament today. So it's always knife's edge. It's not nice to have that happen for any public tournament when people have spent the time, people have traveled across the country here as they do over there um, to not have the right support in place. And um, yeah, only things will get better. But I think we're, we're close and we're getting better here in Australia. There's a lot more support for us. Do you have quite a few stores that have events for HeroClix? No, we, we've got we've got one where Chris Rizzi, um, uh, he, he just calls out randomly who wants to play Clicks this weekend and, and people turn up sporadically. Um, but my intent is in a few months' time, after I return from some surgery, uh, to help build a better relationship with a local store to have regular things running, um, to give a, a base. Um, a lot of stores stock HeroClix here but it's literally covered in dust. There's like Age of Ultron storyline boosters covered in dust or, you know, ancient boosters from 10 years ago that stores are still trying to sell and they just don't have the player base they did 10 years ago. Yeah. It does seem to co like come in droves. Like it's really hard to get newer players into the game because it isn't cheap. It is quite expensive. Uh, and the rules are constantly changing. They're always trying to uh, adapt the game or evolve the game. So 
I don't like to think of it as like the game dies when us, the current players, die or move on to. Uh, new players yep. do come into the game, but mostly it's the current base that is keeping the game alive um, and not Absolutely. really new players. And to be honest, uh, sometimes the new players play it for a little bit and they get scared off because depending on the venue you go to, uh, they bring in teams that just decimate the new players that come in, <laughs> to be honest. Absolutely. It happens at work, too. We've scared off a few of our population through playing heavier teams. But, uh, yeah, we, we try to balance it for ourselves. Um, next next tournament season, uh, the three of us in our team, uh, Blades, Claws, Fangs, will only be playing commons. We've got a new build set. We're kind of inspired by the new pauper rule set. Um, to go, let's just play commons and see how we do against everyone else and they can play their chases or what have you. Yeah, that's fair. I, like, I kind of like that, where if you have X amount of years of experience, you can only play commons and uncommons. Yeah. yeah. Still some nasty stuff at common, though, from what I'm looking at already. Oh, yeah. There, maybe, there... maybe a good reason why I know the point cost for that She-Hulk very quickly from before. <laughs> you... no, she is, yeah, that, that piece is extremely underrated yeah. and. Uh, people didn't use oh. her because mind control was so prevalent. I think she yeah. will actually potentially see more play. Um, because yeah, Mysterio is who I'm most worried about with her. Uh, Mysterio is going to happily take control of her and start beating face. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a impervious top dial for forty points. I can't complain. Yeah. Well, for four, yeah. Um, all right, let's answer a couple questions we did get two questions on facebook uh i'm still working with facebook or i should say um still working on the facebook problem we're having where all my team members got their administration privileges revoked as well as myself on facebook and our pages is kind of sitting out there in limbo where we can't add anything and facebook will not get back to me because it's facebook uh so either we're going to give it another week to see if it gets resolved or we're just going to start a whole new Facebook page all over again. Uh, but we'll keep you guys up to date as well. But uh, Garrett asks, how excited are you for the new Hellfire Gala sets? So the Avengers are getting a Hellfire Gala set. Uh, it depends what's in it, to be honest. I know Did I see Doom is in it. It uh, hasn't been confirmed, but... Um... Oh, no, yes. I think he... I don't think anyone's actually been confirmed. I think just pictures of the um, the variant covers of the Avengers Hellfire Gala have been shown. Yeah, I, I'm I'm riding for both immediately. I don't care the contents. I love the last <laughs> Gala box. Um, I, I'm a I'm a big X Men fan. I'm I've got the whole collected edition of X Sword sitting next to me to continue reading. Um, but Hellfire Gala, I, I love that arc of story, um, and. Some of my favorite figures that I love to chuck into a team, especially the Wolverine from Hellfire Gala, is just great. Um, the Jean Grey is oh, great. Yeah. The, the sculpts are beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. It's a shame, like, mine, another delay in shipments. My box turned up uh, two months before the new rules, so I only got to use the pretty PAC that I got in that box for two months. In, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, there's new rules. That doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> The, the boxes are beautiful. They're, they're worth the money. And, and the figures, there's so much utility in the box. You can build lots of great teams that are really competitive out of the box with them. So yeah. I'll take two, please. One of each. Let's go. <laughs> Iceman. I got to go for Iceman. I'm like Porter. Like Iceman is my favorite X-Men, and there's no way he's going to be out of, not in this set. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he wasn't in the last. So yeah, I yeah, think we'll see some of the some of the figures we've missed from the storyline. They've got beautiful outfits. If you don't know them, yeah. look up some of the variant covers. Um, they're amazing. Um, so yeah, exciting to see them. And it, and it seems like a lot a lot of the newer figures are following the detail of these sculpts as well. So I think it was a nice showcase to show us what they can sculpt, um, rather than some of the figures of the past that we're all familiar with that are getting legacy cards. Uh, Avengers 60 sculpts have, from everything I've seen, have looked amazing. Um, oh, so. They're beautiful. Yep. Uh, and our second question is, now I have not had a chance to read this article, but McConnell Lamar asks, what are your thoughts on the new Heroclix formats? Now, Miles, have you had a chance to read mm -hmm. the new article about that? Yeah, the it's uh, Pulp and um, Theme. 
Okay, so why don't you go over what both of those are? I'm getting that up. So Pulp is pretty much um, a newer version of Popper, except they, they reworded it to um, not allow, like, starter sets or anything, because they said it has to, it's, um, has to only be the white, silver, or green tab on a set. So, like, you know, Fast Forces can be used, but that's going to cut out the Hellfire Gala. And no objects. Um, so, it's yeah, it's just a pretty much a reworded popper. Um, theme is where you have to... It's, it's pretty much an extreme Highlander um, theme where you have to have, you know, you can only have one of each character. It has to be a theme team. Um, I think that can be really fun. Both of those formats. I know they said, well, I think Gen Con's going to play them both at Silver. Um, I'd like to see them more in Modern. Uh, I know that we're trying up, up here since Pulp was announced. Uh, I'm sure AJ's going to be making a post about it. It's only, it's, you know, still in the thought process, but we want to have uh, an event called Pulp Clickshin. Uh, <laughs> where we do a <laughs> right, yeah, where we do a, a pulp format uh, tournament up here in the summer. So, um, the Pacific Northwest, please, uh, yeah, all the click stats, and they will have more info for sure about that. Um, yeah, it's nothing really brand new, just rewording of stuff. And then they made Golden Age official. Golden Age is now an official as kids event. Um, just don't know how they're going to be doing that. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully it takes off a little bit better than their skirmish format that came out with last year. I know they tried it; wasn't really a popular thing with people. I think the biggest thing with the skirmish thing was that the maps were too busy because it had way too many numbers on it, and it just didn't look good. Was it a special map for skirmish? Yeah, they had it where like the entire map were numbers. Like each map had one through whatever it is. Oh, it was just blank? No, no. So it had the actual detail of the map, but then there was a little number in the bottom left corner on each and every single square for, so whatever 24 times 16 is, it went up from one all the way up to there. Okay, so I was I was wrong about theme. I just was able to pull it up and read it. So what it, the theme format is, the theme format puts flavor first, highlighting the squads of heroes and villains from the worlds Heroclix draws inspiration from. A theme uh, format game, all characters on a build, including those on the sideline, must share a printed keyword. So, keyword oh, cheats. I like that, to be honest. I do like that a lot. All game elements are considered to be unique, and sidelines are capped at one game element per 100 points of the build. You only get three sideline pieces, um, which is going to be <laughs> very interesting. And the fact right. that everything share a printed keyword... I think that is going to narrow a lot. Um, and I think that could be really, really fun. I, I love the idea of this. It's similar to how I like to play. Like I, I, I like to have a story behind why my team's coming to fight. So theme makes sense. And why would you have two Captain Americas? I wouldn't have any, to be honest. But <laughs> you know, I like there to be, <laughs> this is my team. And, and these guys all work together for a reason. And that's what your keywords are doing. So I like to play theme, even though it's 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 technically dead now. I still like to try and build to a theme if I can. I don't I want think to make theme sense. is dead. I think, I think Nick proved that by proving that I was only the proponent of Aquaman's team up being important. The only person he finally made top 16 with it showed that a theme team can be uh, deadly, especially with a you, team up. You are... You are right about that. Um, so uh, sorry. I guess theme team probability control is dead, and it and oh, it's yeah, gone. So, and, so it is. Let's bring back Porter. But like, I love <laughs> figures like War of the Realms, uh, Spider Man. Like, there's a reason to play that keyword, giving everyone senses. Like, great. Yeah. So yes, I think yeah. Yeah, I, I I do like theme, and I've played multiple Captain Americas. But like you, like you said, you know, coming up with a story and a reason why they're together. I think is always yeah. fun. Um, that's a comic book nerd to me. Is that yeah? I can play multiple Captain Americas, but I'm gonna give you a reason why. Uh, so, I'm, I'm definitely breaking that at this year's nationals. I'll probably talk offline about that. I'm not talking on the podcast, but I will be playing multiples this year, <laughs> and there won't be much sense. <laughs> uh, and then the last question. Now it's not on here, but I want to know this: if this is true or not, Mork. Is it true that everything in Australia can kill you? 
For the most part, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it's it's like saying everything's edible once, right? So, I that, mean, that is a great look quote, at actually. Everything is edible once. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you can eat, eat any mushroom once, right? Or, or you know, you can jump out of a plane at least once. So uh, <laughs> they always say that Australia is the land of a of a thousand deaths, and I didn't know if that was actually oh, yeah. accurate or uh, not. Like you have to check your yeah. shoes every morning and check your car. Depending where you live, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of dangerous stuff, like definitely spiders. So spiders, like I, I have at least two or three varieties of spiders that could end up in my house and do. Um, that I have to make sure are gone because I've got cats um, and and a child as well. Um, but most of, most of those dangerous animals are more rural, so they're they're in the country areas of Victoria. I'm I'm central Melbourne in Victoria, so I'm suburbia. Um, but yeah, certainly on the country, you got your snakes and and drop bears and you know vicious kangaroos and spiders and everything. Wait, what was the second one you said? Spiders and drop bears. <laughs> Drop bears. That's right. What is you know, the the ang- the angry koalas? The oh, ones that angry fall from koalas. trees and 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 rip you up. Yeah, really. Are Ko- koalas are really that dangerous. Oh, no, they're not. But but Aussies like to really play on that drop bear oh, thing. If you Google it, you'd believe they're real. But uh, <laughs> no, ko- ko- koalas sound horrible. They're they're stoned out of their brains most of the day because they synthesize <laughs> THC out of the leaves that they eat. So. And they literally just lazy like sloth, and they just get angry if they don't have food. So I'm kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> I need feeding food. They're the, the so. those hangry koalas. Yes, but for the most part, no. Right? That uh, can uh, pierce your toes. I saw that with those giant fangs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we get some that are massive. No, I I saw someone have their toe bit by a spider that went all the way through the toenail and everything, and it was. Nope. Oh, no. good. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're here. Um, but yeah, definitely. You leave your shoes outside. Check your shoes. You'll get spiders okay. in them. So there's some danger, but no more than anywhere else in the world. We just have a large population of very dangerous insects and reptiles and animals. So steer clear of them, and you're pretty safe. So don't go looking for them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like him, Mark, but I'll never visit you in Australia. No offense. That's all right. I'll, I'll come see you guys <laughs> soon enough. That's all right. Say so the most deadly thing well, we have here in Wisconsin is deer at night. That's about it. Yeah. And, that, and that's because I, I don't, just I don't hit want them. to run into one with my car. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Um, but I think that is going to be it for the podcast. Unless, Miles, you got anything else you want to share? Um. Oh, uh, there is going to be a sm- slight event for my birthday next month, which is going to be fun. It's going to be Sealed Age of Ultron. Thanks, Jason, nice. for uh, running it at Abby's Pizza. So, um, yeah, I, I love that set. I would love to be there. It's one of my favorite older sets is yeah, Age of Ultron. I'm a big Ultron fanboy. You can get, the, oh, I, you can I, get I, a brick for it for relatively cheap on, like, uh, oh, I've, I've cool bought stuff. a few. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I've bought a few. I've got yeah, a lot of nice. Ultron. Playing sealed has been the highlight because like we go Sundays and yeah, playing sealed has been fun. We did Indy, uh, which is funny you brought yep. up Indy because Indy is the greatest set ever. No, <laughs> oh, I love it. Give me you legacy cards a... of Hellboy or or someone. Oh, yes. that it, it won't happen, but I'd love it. No. Yeah, I'd love yeah. it. Yeah, I think it'd be actually rather easy to get a legacy LE of that because Mike Manola is pretty. I think he's probably easy to work with, and I think we could easily see a con LE of a Hellboy for sure. Yes. Sealed is one of our preferred formats here. We have our own way of playing Sealed here. Um, it's not Sealed. We call it a Royal Rumble. Um, it's a draft format, and um, that's a lot of fun. Okay. I've actually got it up on my website, so people can check it out. All right. Yeah, well, let's... go ahead, Miles. I cut you off. All right, so, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, that's All right. Yeah, Happy birthday for next month. I'm sure I'll talk to you beforehand. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be the podcast tonight. Uh, we may be taking off a week or two, the next couple, just because we don't have much to talk about. Uh, and honestly, I kind of need a mental break as well. The set does come out on the 7th. We are having a big D&D event slash hero clicks that I'm putting together on the 28th. Uh, going to be super fun. So I'm kind of combining D&D with hero clicks where I'm combining a bunch of maps and uh, it's going to be super fun. I already have, like, usually we have around six, 
five, something like that, people show up. But uh, we're looking at around 10 people for this one. I know Ryan is coming. I believe his wife is coming. Dan's coming. Uh, Dalton's coming. Cheesehead Ryan is coming. We have like five Ryans that show up to our store. Uh, I believe Damien from Chicago, which is a player that's come up every now and then, is coming. Uh, Ryan's bringing his kid for the first time. Uh, we're going to have a ton of people. Uh, there's going to be a ton of figures on the board um where i'm kind of doing it where you pick a figure between 75 and 100 that has a weapon on their sculpt so a sword a shield energy blast something like that um that they can pick and then i'm going to give them a bunch of character cards where if they already have a certain power they get a bonus to it i've so i've made 13 different classes like rogue, archer, wizard, stuff like that. So then they get to choose which one they get, and then they get the bonus, and then they get to level up their character. All that kind of fun stuff. I thought we'd just do something a little bit more fun um, than just hero clicks. And also we're going to be having our pre-release on that day. So just for showing up to the D&D event, they're going to be able to get three boosters of the newest set. And then if they happen to pull something from that that has a weapon that fits the criteria, they'll be able to use that figure instead. So my plan is to record it. It's going to be a four-hour event, four-hour-long D&D story and everything like that. And I'll try to post it on Facebook. I'm sorry, not Facebook, YouTube, because we don't have a Facebook currently. Hopefully by then. Um, if you want to watch it, Go ahead. If not, no big deal. Uh, but that's what's in the plans for our area uh, for clicks. Uh, also, remember to become a patron. I can't really post the prizing for the patron because we don't have a Facebook. But um, I do have a bunch of boosters. Uh, let's see. I do have a Scott Porter signed Cyclops figure that I'm going to be throwing in there. Uh, along with some LEs, there's some chases, superheroes, things like that. Um, like I said, I can't really post a picture. Uh, some of the other Facebook groups, they don't like it when you post Patreon or Patreon stuff, so I can't post it on any of those. But um, just become a Patreon, win some cool prizes, help out the show. And then also check out Glass Cabinet Hobbies uh, for some of his unboxing and case breaks, and use code CLICKSINGIT to get 5% off your order. But uh, thanks to mark our newest teammate down in australia i know he's actually working right now so we had to take time out of his work schedule to be in the podcast and welcome to the team mark no thank you yeah more than happy to take the time out and uh yeah great to it's surreal actually being on the podcast you've been listening for so long it's like hey i don't have to wait to listen to the whole podcast i was just part of it so that's great thanks for having me and we've made you worldwide famous actually why thank you the other six <laughs> listeners to our podcast now know who you are that's wonderful yes um yes yeah, certainly catch you all on facebook and i hope we get the page back soon um i wasn't sure if it was a joke i was invited to the team because you'd been hacked i'm like did you actually invite me or was that the hacker just trolling me <laughs> like <laughs> there is a 100 dollars player fee that you must contribute yeah. please send a visa gift card to oh, p.o yeah. box <laughs> Yeah, iTunes gift card oh, numbers. Yeah, for sure. Yes, oh, absolutely. No, I, so, I would would have been stuck at it initially, but I work in IT, so I see through that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. We'll let you know about future podcasts and stuff like that. But we might take a week or two off, just a mental break, unless there's any big news that happens in HeroClix. But thanks again for listening, and remember, not all superheroes wear capes. Some roll dice. Have a good night. <laughs>